Years ago, when we lived in Houston, after I was ordained, our neighbor came over to talk to me. And he owned a large, empty warehouse. And he said, look, now that you're an ordained minister, why don't we start our own church? We could hold services in my warehouse. We'd get good music. You need entertainment. We, we would bring people from Nashville. He said, in front, we put a neon sign. It says, Church of the All Right. He said, that's what people want to hear. That's the message they're looking for, that it's all right. I, I could see the whole thing. I, I could see the book I would write with my face on the cover, a nice smile, thumbs up. It's all right. I'm okay, you're okay. Jesus loves me. He said, in no time at all will be a mega church. Well, since I'm here this morning, you know I didn't follow that career path. But I thought about it when I was preparing this homily. I thought about it because today's readings would not be ones I would use in the Church of the All Right. It starts out okay, that first reading. If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whatever he chooses shall be given him. Now that'll preach. That'll preach. Keep the commandments. Choose life. And you're okay. But then we get to the gospel. And this is where we start to lose people. Our gospel is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. God's program for life how we are to live as his disciples, as Catholic Christians. Just as Moses went up on Mount Sinai and received the Ten Commandments from God, now Jesus goes up the mountain, not to receive commandments, but to go deeper into the commandments. He shows us that love of God can't be separated from love for our neighbor. He tells us what it takes to be a disciple. And in reality, like our first reading, that is a matter of life or death. Jesus' sermon is the ideal and ideals scare us, make us afraid, worried, anything but all right. Why is that? 
because ideals always challenge us to go deeper, to go deeper than the bare minimum. You have heard it said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. When Jesus says, you have heard it said, he's referring to the Torah, the law, the ultimate authority for the Jews. That I say means Jesus puts himself above the Torah. He makes himself the ultimate authority. He is the new Moses, not that receives the law, but that gives the law. Killing is wrong. As Father said to the kids, no question about that. But Jesus wants us to go deeper to the underlying cause of murder. Anger. It's anger that should be avoided. Anger can lead to calling our brother Raka, which literally means imbecile. From there it escalates. Each action and reaction gets worse. We retaliate. Jesus wants us to reach beyond our behaviors, beyond our actions, to the cause, to our attitude, to our hearts. In 10 days, we'll start Lent and sing Change our hearts. That's what disciples do. If you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother. Simply You can't love God. You can't praise and glorify God if you don't love your neighbor, your brother. Three times at Mass, we ask God to forgive us. At the beginning, in the penitential rite, when we say, I confess, when we say the Our Father, And right before communion, when we say, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. (coughs) Jesus says, that's not enough. We have to be reconciled with those we've hurt by what we have said and what we have failed to say, by what we have done and what we have failed to do. Saying I'm sorry to someone is not easy, but it is required of disciples. You shall not commit adultery, 
But I say to you, anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, Jesus says, go deeper. Look at the underlying cause. Lusting for someone reduces them to an object, an object of desire, something you can't actually have but want to possess anyway. What gives rise to pornography? Lust, wanting something you can't have. Jesus wants us to change our hearts. Then a change in our actions will follow. Tough messages. Big demands. But what is at stake? Life or death? Choose life and you will be all right.